Welcome to It's a Good Life, the podcast for entrepreneurs, where it's all about growing yourself and your business. Here's your host, founder of America's largest business coaching company, Brian Buffini. On top of the morning to you and welcome to today's episode, How to Be Unstoppable. Have you ever started something but didn't finish? Have you ever quit on yourself or something important? The words associated with unstoppable are invincible, indomitable, unbeatable, unconquerable, undefeated. A lot of uns. Would you like to have more of that spirit though? Well, today we're going to cover the three strategies to help you become unstoppable. We're going to help you make up your mind, square up your jaw, and become like a Timex. Let's dive in. So as always, I have three things for you. And unstoppable, well, that's something I've been accused of more than once. My brother Kevin coined the phrase years ago where he, at a family get-together, called me Chumbawamba. And Chumbawamba was a band we listened to growing up in Ireland. uh, And they had a very famous song. It was actually a drinking song. And I'm not much of a drinker, but it was more the case of I get knocked down, but I get up again because you're never going to keep me down. That was always what my brothers have associated with me, my family's associated with me. And it's certainly how I've lived my life. Now, I want you to know that I haven't lived without doubt, without fear, without setbacks, without being stuck, and all the human attributes that everybody goes through in life. A life of joy and good life, but a life of struggle and heartache and setbacks as it comes. But the mindset is, I get knocked down, but I get up again, because you're never going to keep me down. As a kid, my favorite character in a movie was Cool Hand Luke. And there's a famous and kind of hard to look at scene in the movie where Luke is uh, in a boxing match and he's just getting pounded and pounded and pounded. And no matter what takes place, he gets up and comes back and keeps fighting. And that defined him as a character. And I'd like to think it defines me as a character. I think it's a huge thing to learn and to embrace uh, that whole dynamic of being unstoppable no matter what. And the very first dynamic to this is to make up your mind, to make up your mind. And the first thing I'd like to talk to you about today is is an episode, probably amongst the most popular episodes in the history of our podcasting life, and it's called The Power of a Made-Up Mind. And this was episode 262. And so what we've done for you is we've just added it to the website. So make sure you go to itsagoodlife.com, and you can see all the categories. And we've loaded three to four of our favorite episodes, or most requested, And we keep making these fresh and we keep changing them. So keep checking back in and you'll see us constantly moving the content in and out. And we've just added into the personal growth section, the power of a made-up mind, which is amongst the most favorite seminars I've ever done, as well as the most downloaded podcast episodes I ever did. So I want you to check that out because the power of a made-up mind is really what it's all about. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, for the resolute and determined There is time and an opportunity. Therese Buffini said, you can do it, but you've got to have your mind made up. And then Arthur Lewis Gordon said, there's nothing more powerful than a made-up mind. So that's really the the first major point. You've got to have that made-up mind. The second thing is, what's that made-up mind made up about? Well, that would be the second point here, which is your definite major purpose. Your definite major purpose. Think and grow rich. It's sold millions and millions and tens of millions of copies. It's of uh, probably the best-known personal growth and development book worldwide, Napoleon Hill. Brilliant book, brilliant read. 
And in the original Think and Grow Rich, he keeps talking about this secret, the secret you need to find, the secret, the secret to success, the secret to thinking and growing rich. And it's good to dig in there and, and drag it around. Now, I'm going to tell you what the secret is. Subsequent books have made it more plain and more obvious. The book itself is written, and the secret has to be unearthed. And the secret of Think and Grow Rich is having a definite major purpose. A definite major purpose. Napoleon Hill says, what a different story people would have to tell if only they would adopt a definite major purpose and stand by that purpose until it had time to become an all-consuming passion. You know, he took 25 years to write this book. He was introduced to the 500 and interviewed the 500 most successful people on earth economically at the time. He also interviewed thousands of people who had failed in life. And he broke it all down into 13 principles in one book. And that's why 100 years later, this book still sells millions of copies. And so the definite major purpose. Lou Holtz says, if you continually ask yourself what's important now, you won't waste time on the trivial. That's what a definite major purpose is. Cornell University says people with a strong sense of purpose weather life's ups and downs better. And so for me, I've shared our mission at Buffini Company, impact and improve the lives of people. It's even gotten expanded a little bit lately to impact the lives and the livelihoods of people because we're a business coaching company. And so that's our definite major purpose. You know, what fuels me is the stories I receive, the letters I read, the stories that our coaches tell us about. If you ever go on the Buffini Company website, you'll see these good life stories. And we're just one after the other of really these gripping, true life stories of people who maybe started with giant credit card debt and husband walked out of them and then became a millionaire over the period of years, or people who, you know, lost everything they owned and came back. And people in every imaginable circumstance you can imagine, whether they were young, just starting out, whether they were in their 80s when they started with us. It's remarkable stuff. But all of them, and I think one of the things the coaches do well is help cultivate in people and pull out of people their definite major purpose. And then the last part here is once you've have the power of a made-up mind, once you know your definite major purpose, then you stay focused. And there's an old school acrostic in the personal growth and development world that says, focus, follow one course until successful. Powerful stuff. I've told the story before, the very first meeting between Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, orchestrated by Bill Gates' mom and dad. And Bill Gates' dad hands a sheet of paper to Warren Buffett and a sheet of paper to Bill Gates and says, write down one word that's helped you become so successful. And this is the first and second wealthiest people in the world at the time. Doesn't mean that's all of success, but in the economic environment, that's who they are. They both wrote down the word, turned over their page, handed back to Mr. Gates. And each one of them had written the same word, focus. So Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, the reason they said they'd become successful in one word, focus. So you want to have a made-up mind. You want to have a definite major purpose. Your coach can help you with that. And then you want to stay focused. Follow one course until successful. Very, very powerful indeed. The second major point for you today is to square up your jaw. Earlier this year, my sister's husband passed away, the great Harry Robinson. And Harry Robinson is a legendary boxing coach from Belfast, Ireland. He's been a coach for the Olympic champions, Olympic silver medalists. There's people who became world champions, like a fellow named Wayne McCullough was the, the pocket rocket. And Harry loved doing that, and he loved the Olympics, but he also loved kids from inner city Belfast that uh, just wanted to 
have an exercise and do better, get into boxing. And he was a great coach and he did it for, you know, over 50 years. And we had a beautiful memorial. In fact, many of his past pupils and students uh, showed up at the funeral. Harry had one phrase that was repeatedly said over and over at the funeral because it was a boxing tip that's also great for life. And it was chin down, hands up. Chin down, hands up. And I still see my sister talking about her husband, going, chin down, hands up. Chin down, hands up. What that meant is that that's the ready position for when you're in the fight. And the good life is a fight because bad things happen. There's setbacks. Uh, Sometimes we're our own worst enemy. There's seasons when nothing seems to be going right. Uh, There's seasons when it's quiet and stagnant and you don't seem to be growing. There's all kinds of seasons of life. There's all kinds of seasons in business. But we got to square up our jaw, chin down, hands up. Square that jaw, okay? Bruce Lee said, do not pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Matthew McConaughey's wife, Camilla Alves, wrote, life is not supposed to be easy. Stop working so hard to make it that way. Go ahead and handle it. Dolly Parton said, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Powerful stuff. By the way, another episode on our podcast, which was some of our favorite guests, was when I interviewed Matthew McConaughey, and he's episode 261. It was a great experience. It was a great interview. I remember him just being lit up. He has an Irish background. And uh, when he was listening to my mom's farewell and the Irish blessing at the end of the podcast, he just lit up and thought, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. So that's episode 261. If you want to check that out in the archives or go to itsagoodlife.com under our favorite guests. So life's not supposed to be easy is the first thought there. The second thing in squaring up your jaw is that we need to get over it. We need to get over it. You know, it's good psychologically to understand and analyze and learn from the past. And I think our generation and the newer generation, the younger generation, has done a better job of that than previous generations. The problem is we have a tendency to get stuck in it. You can get stuck in your past. You can get stuck in psychology. You can get stuck in therapy. You can get stuck with the mistakes and the difficulties of the past. And Margaret Atwood said, it's better to hope than to mope. Richard Branson said, just get on with it and do it. And a wonderful anonymous quote says, cry a river, build a bridge, get over it. So when we're squaring up our jaw, we got chin down, hands up. Life's not supposed to be easy. We're ready for the fight. We need to get over it. And then the last thing is we need to get on with it. We need to get on with it. Wonderful philosopher Dante Alighieri said, the secret of getting things done is to act. Zig said, there is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. And Jim Rohn, probably my all-time favorite mentor, said, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. You know, one of the problems with excuses is that they become the stories we tell. And we say them over and over and over again. And therefore, it conditions our mind. It's very easy to get into that place. And it becomes like those old vinyl records, you know, that we all grew up with. And the needle digs a deeper trench and a deeper trench and a deeper trench into the excuse. Here's the problem. Let's say you have a really good excuse. Let's say you tell it really well, both to yourself and others. What it means is the only thing you get to keep is not the outcome. It's the excuse. You don't get to experience the transformation. You get to stay in one place with your excuse. And then the excuse becomes the lid of your coffin. That just keeps you stuck where you're at and you can't move forward. You know, we want to go through these things. We want to be unstoppable. Well, what happens is we stop. 
And we stop when we don't have a made-up mind, and we stop when we don't square up our jaw to be able to take the hits. We got to be able to chin down, hands up, keep going forward, keep moving it. Life's not supposed to be easy. That's why this show is called The Good Life, not The Easy Life. And, and if you look at it, you know, I mean, one of the things that we're seeing is the astronomical rates of anxiety and self-harm among younger people. And it's an epidemic. And one of the reasons for it is just the sheer volume of what's on social media. And you have people who are staging their best life, staging themselves physically, staging their bodies, their workouts, staging their greatest adventures, their thrilling uh, episodes of what they do and travel, meals, whatever it is. Here's the thrilling aspect. And it's just not real. It's, it's curated content. I tell people all the time, I've, I've been approached many times to have a reality show done. I've kind of an interesting family and a kind of an interesting life. And we've been approached many, many times. The thing about it is, there's no aspect of reality TV that's real. Like, it's not cameras just follow people around and this stuff happens. That's not the case. It's scripted, contrived. The drama's created. It's engineered. They have a script. They have a formula. The 90% of these shows are the same. And it's very intoxicating. You get stuck on them all the day. You can get absolutely absorbed in it. You can abdicate your life to it. But the truth of the matter is, it's a good life. The joy outweighs the sorrow. Living outweighs dying. There's more good than bad. There's more good people than bad. There's more good things happening in your life than bad. But the bad comes. And it's part of the sovereign design of things. It's how God created it. You want a life without struggle? You got to move to a different planet because that one hasn't been created. So we need to square up our jaw. And then lastly, we want to be like a Timex. Now, Again, another episode I did in season two when we rebranded the show from the Brian Buffini show to It's a Good Life. Episode 19 and 20 was to be like a Timex. I actually did this at our mastermind event, got rave reviews and this simple little $40 watch. You know, they showed all the commercials for it and the, and the great branding. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking, which is all of what I'm talking about today. The Timex watch is unstoppable. Takes a licking, keeps on ticking. So, for example, they had the commercials. And I, I just, as a kid, I remember growing up in Ireland watching this in black and white. And just, they had live commercials on television where they'd attach the Timex watch to like the blades of a motorboat and put the motor in water. And you see the water just thrashing the watch. And then they take it out. Still working, takes a licking and keeps on ticking. I remember they had the world cliff diving champion in Mexico. And he takes the watch and puts it around his fist and dives. I don't know what it was, 80 feet. Well, some crazy distance off a cliff down into the ocean, puts his hand straight down, bang, get the impact on the water. And, and Timex was saying it was unstoppable. You couldn't break it and it was waterproof. And it was just this cool looking watch that was really inexpensive that was unstoppable. The watch couldn't be stopped. And here comes the cliff diver and he climbs up the mountain and shows the cameraman. Yeah, he did it. Look, takes a lick and keeps on ticking. They had sumo wrestlers. I remember they taped the watches to their bellies, and they had the two sumo guys slam into one another. Just great branding, great marketing, great salesmanship. I mean, there's so much to learn from there. It's a great lesson. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Make sure you listen to that episode. So when you want to be like a Timex, you're going to take the inevitable hits. I hope you realize how fired up and motivated and unstoppable I'm. I, I feel in my own spirit today, and I want to help you. 
The licks are going to come, okay? That's why we have to square up our jaw. It's just going to happen. Takes the licking and keeps on ticking. That's, you know, that can be your phrase. Instead of your excuse, you can turn it off and say, no, I take a licking, but keep on ticking. Like, I'm like a Timex watch. These are the affirmations you can tell yourself. Churchill talked about success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Now, there's a guy who knew a lot about success and failure. He had, his biographer said, a litany of failures. Failure after failure after failure. And yet, when you read the other parts of his life, and I have a biography sitting on my shelf at home, and it's going to take about four years to read the entire works and what I purchased, it's an incredible life he lived from being in politics to obviously what he did. He was the first Lord of the Admiralty. He became prime minister at the worst time in anyone ever took over the premiership in England. I mean, he was a prime minister when all was considered lost. Germany was already overrun countries. People in his own cabinet wanted to give up. The movie I watch a lot is called Darkest Hour, a brilliant movie with brilliant performances, but a brilliant message, nice soundtrack too. But I watch it all the time about Churchill. The greatest salesman in the world, author Agmendino, he said, never feel shame for trying and failing. For he who never failed is he who never tried. It's okay. Again, Zig Ziglar used to say, failure is an event. It's not a person. It's part of the deal. Maybe you started a business that didn't go so well. Maybe you've had some personal relationships blow up. Maybe you've tried to set a goal and you, you weren't able to achieve it. Maybe you have set the same goal over and over and never made any progress. It's okay. You want to take the inevitable hits. And then the second part of that is you want to keep moving forward. You want to keep moving forward. And I want to share from you from the prophet Rocky Balboa. I think the actual movie named Rocky Balboa might have been the sixth in the series. So I don't know if with the three creeds, if that's nine or ten, I, I, I've lost track of it. But Sylvester Stallone did very, very well with this movie. But in number six, he's talking to his son and he's trying to impart wisdom. And, you know, he's kind of the old dog for the hard road at this time and makes one more comeback. But in this great soliloquy with his son, because his son's talking about the difficulty in life and things aren't going well for him and their relationship isn't going well. And it's a great line from the movie. I'm going to read it to you. It's a little soliloquy. It says, let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to get hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And then he continues on to say, now, if you know your worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. But cowards do that, and they ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what, no matter what happens. You're my son and you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have a life. Some great stuff there from the prophet Rocky Balboa. And it's again, back to this whole dynamic. You want to be like a Timex. You're going to take the inevitable hits, but you got to keep moving forward. I'm going to quote Albert Einstein and Rocky Balboa at the same time here. How about that? And Einstein said, life is like a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving, right? How true is that? Martin Luther King said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you've got to keep moving forward. 
Abraham Lincoln, in the middle of the Civil War, said, I walk slowly but never backwards. You got to keep moving forward, right? That's what we're going to do. Chin down, hands up, right? We're going to do that. We're going to be unstoppable. We're going to make up our mind. We're going to square up our jaw. And then we're going to be like that Timex. And if you do it long enough, and you do it over a period of time, and you keep showing up and keep showing up and keep fighting a good fight, guess what? Just like the Timex watch, you get to become a classic. I'm just sharing with you what my life is. When people introduce me at events now, it's almost a little embarrassing. I did a a mega conference here a couple of months ago, and they introduced me as a living legend. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if that title is appropriate. I thought you had to be dead, by the way, to be a legend. Uh, And this was this giant real estate conference. It's just I'm well known in that space, and I've done a lot of speaking in that space. But I think it's more of a testimony. When I hear that stuff, I don't identify my identity with it. But when I hear that, I go, why did that person feel the need to talk about that? And I think it's because of this, because I've been doing it for almost three decades. And I think if you just keep showing up and you just keep showing up and you just keep showing up, you know, if you're a mom, let me tell you, you know, I'm looking at my kids today and talk about three decades, you know, 30 years ago, we had our first kid and Bev homeschooled the kids and she would constantly think of what she wasn't doing and what she wasn't being and how she was failing the kids or letting them down. And the kids would always have a good time with mom and even poke fun at her or whatever else. But in today's world, my wife is a revered person to her children. She's revered. And when they get together, they still get a great kick out of her. They'll still tease her once in a while, but they revere her the same way I revere my mom because she's been so consistent for so long. My mom's in a care home today at 92. And the amount of positivity in her speech and in her voice and in her interactions with people. And when I was there recently, because I went home for Harry Robinson's funeral in Belfast, I popped in to see me mom and dad in the care home. And I was there and one of the directors of activities came to her and she said, now, Therese, we have an outing planned for this weekend. If you go, we'll be able to get a good crowd. If you don't go, we won't be able to get a crowd. And I'm thinking to myself, the director of activities in this big care facility needs my mom to go in order for the crowd to follow. And why? Because my mom's a classic. My mom's a classic and she's classic. She's unstoppable, encouraging, relentless, and still has things she wants to do and achieve. I'm learning art now, Brian, and I'm, she shows up at the games and they, they stopped her from playing in the games anymore, bingos, because she won everything. So now she's the judge. They were giving away a big charity check the other day. And who do they have holding the giant check? My mom, not the director of the facility, my mother. She's a classic. And I think if you persevere like this, you you become this unstoppable force. You do the chumbawamba. When you get knocked down, you get up again. You'll have a chance to become a classic. A classic is a standard of excellence of recognized value. You know, talk about a classic car. Robin Sharma said, if you really want to be world class, the best you can be it comes down to preparation and practice. That's, that's how you become a classic. Bill Gates, again, said only through focus can you do those world-class things. So we talked about those inevitable hits. Keep moving forward and become a classic. And that's what I hope for you. Maybe you have stopped. Maybe you've gotten a little bummed out on, from time to time. Maybe you gave up on yourself. And so what do we want to do? Make up our mind. Square up your jaw and be like a Timex. And so hopefully this has been helpful for you today. I love bringing this content to you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it is able to cut through some of the clutter. I hope you listen to it over and over. As I finish up here today, I'm going to 
throw you over to the unstoppable one, Therese Buffini, who's got an Irish blessing. And maybe this word today will help you be a little more unstoppable. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.